So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is, and if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions, which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona like Snowflake Smokehouse to the largest Chevy dealership in the world right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting BashSolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram search Bash Solutions to see what we're up to. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bash Mania podcast, or welcome to if this is your first time listening. My unofficial, official co-host, Vincenzo Joseph, joins me for another episode, episode 90 of the Bash Mania podcast, as RBY and Thomas Gilman join the show. Similar format today as last week where Chenzo and I kind of talk about what's going on in wrestling and then we bring in a couple of guests. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to subscribe to Bashamania. And if you enjoy this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's Bashamania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. I think we're good now. Chenzo, how are you? Oh, I'm just great. It was a, it was an interesting weekend because we were first of all Bill Steelers last night shout out Buffalo I'm I'm they not like great. a I'm great. not a vengeful fan so I'm grateful that you're like I'm kind of a Bills fan like how can you not be right now but right like Bills look so good I I was empathizing for you even as a Bills fan in the first quarter it was like drop 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 drop, drop. <laughs> like Wait, well, it's not just drop it's drop defender gets hurt drop then they're back on defense <laughs> defender gets hurt so you can't you can only feel bad for them at this point right as a Steelers fan, I don't at, <laughs> how, how do you not feel bad for them they have so many guys on their defense just hurt they're just so the good at, and I just I just want I want Buffalo to win it all so it's like I just if want the Steelers don't win I'm cool with Buffalo winning it's funny how many people are in that position. Like, if my team mm-hmm. doesn't win, like Dave Portnoy said on the Sports Advisor show last week, he's like, if Buffalo makes it to the Super Bowl, we will be there. We'll change mm-hmm. plans around. And Big Cat was like, I think that they need to just have every person in Buffalo go outside, spray them with the vaccine so Bill's Mafia could be at the game. <laughs> like, I would love to see it. How can we make Bill's that happen? Mafia, I might have to make a trip for that, too. Oh, uh, dude. If... <laughs> And, and it's funny. You'll have to come next year because I actually bought season tickets this year before this all happened. So oh, it's a three-year commitment. So I'm stolen. They said they're going to opt out this year, so I'm in at least for the next three years. 
So you'll have to come up here next year for a game. Dude, there's I'm, nothing like it. <laughs> I'll have to at some point, yeah. And, and this, <laughs> what? It just seems like a good time. Oh, just very, pas- very passionate. There's nothing like it. And watching some of the degenerates that are out there, like, no matter what you yeah. do, you feel good about yourself. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, at, least. <laughs> <laughs> at least, yeah, for sure. At least you're not flying through a table. So, and you also had an interesting weekend, Bo's wedding. How was that? I saw it Matt was Stahl was there. Yeah, he was a uh, cool guy. You know, can't say a bad thing about him. Uh, it was a nice little get together. You know, it's uh it's hard to do things like that nowadays, but just kind of got to make sure you're doing everything you can to be safe and protecting yourself. That's really Any it. like funny moments from the wedding? Like I was curious, like I saw a picture of, I think you, Nolf, Masvidal, and maybe someone else. Cody, Cody Law. Cody Law. Just, yeah. Cody Law's crushing guys right now. Oh, too. He's, he's killing it. And so I saw that picture before you. I'm like, there has to be a good story. Was there any good stories behind those pictures? Like, all weddings are fun, but like. So he actually, Masvidal was, we get there, guy's a huge wrestling fan. He was like gushing yeah. over. He was gushing over Coach Kale. He was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> He's like, he, like the first thing he said to me, he was like, I would love to get a good hand fight in with here with all these guys. <laughs> like, Dude, he should like, go to the, the yeah. Penn State room. That would be fun. Great content. Good training. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as long as we're not throwing punches, I think that we would do okay for the most part. But well, and that's – there's going to be a lot of talk about content on this episode. And I was just texting Cal today. Barstool keeps doing these, like, Jenga tournaments, like two-on-two. Two. And the number – the number – I haven't watched it, but I was going through YouTube today and I saw it was on, and it was like, Dave and, and Rhea, I think, versus two people. And long story short, there was like five, 6,000 people watching it. And I'm oh, texting Cal, wow. like, who wouldn't tune in for a two-on-two Jenga tournament in <laughs> the Penn State room? Like, I don't – what's the limit of <laughs> what people will tune into for, like, just to – it's not about just the Jenga. It's the personalities no. behind it. Like, it's the reactions behind the Jenga. Because like, you get to – like, if you're watching Coach Kale and Varner play Jenga, that's going to be super intense. Right. In the little one-liners, like, mm-hmm. I love anytime I get down to Penn State for practice, it's like the one-liners you hear during dodgeball that, like, you hear in your head for the next, like, three days. Like, the last time we were there, I, I can't remember who who was saying it. Yeah. But, Someone yelled, like, get Mark Hall. I, I can't remember who it was, but it stuck with me for, like, three, four days. Like, that's probably, the It was probably Cunningham. It was probably Cunningham. That, that wouldn't surprise me. And Cal talking about traders and stuff. Like, that's the mm-hmm. content. I was talking to Nolf last week, and we were talking a little bit about content. And I'm like, I think what wrestling needs is more content that's based around the personalities that's not just wrestling-centric. Like, Nolf and I were talking about how he's renovating the house. I'm building a house. Mm-hmm. And we both don't want to share too much because when, when you're doing home improvement and homework, it's like it's, it's kind of personal. You don't want to share it with everyone. Right. But I'm like, who wouldn't tune in for renovating with Nolf? For some of these things that, like – Exactly. And we've been with the NLWC considering, you know, doing more things like that, just following our guys around with cameras, simple things. Watch Jason Nolf you know, play around a golf. Dude, I've been advocating for golf with Nolf for two years yeah. now. <laughs> like, just yeah. have a cameraman, follow him on the golf course, get in the cart with him. Like, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, asking some stupid questions about golf. You know, maybe maybe some history-type questions. 
you know, <laughs> get him hilarious. going a little bit. Right. Yeah. Just... But, and, you know, speaking of wrestling, it was announced last week, Burroughs and Taylor mm. is happening. I'll tell you. And I, I am pumped for this match. I know it's been in the works yeah. since, like, March, April-ish. I think when everything went down and they knew there was going to be world championships and, or Olympics, it started happening. When you heard it was official, what was your first thought? I was surprised. I was really surprised that Burroughs agreed to it. Um, At 86 or just agreed in general? It, just in general. Yeah. Um, you don't want to wrestle David. I mean, you just watch him. He wrestles hard the whole time. And obviously you could say the same thing about Burroughs too. But up at 86, it's – man, this is going to be a fun match. It really, really is. I think it is too. And I just – I love – consuming the commentary around it because there's so many different perspectives like if you're talking about if you were if you asked me the score a month ago it'd be completely different right now after the taylor dean match because i'm like ooh, taylor looked like like a month ago i thought taylor was invisible like nobody's touched him since 2017 he's beating the crap out of yazdani everybody now i'm like that was a that was a good close match. Like and, and Dave even said after the match, like those are the kind of matches I want. Mm -hmm. They push me. They so I, I like that, but it's like I go back on four thinking Jordan's a five-time World Olympic medalist. Dave hasn't been really challenged at the weight, even on an international level. He hasn't lost anybody in a long time. It's like I don't know. And I give props to for to Jordan for coming up and I, one of the I mean, he, would, he doesn't have anything to lose coming up and wait. But for, but yeah. everything Jordan does, he wants to do legacy. You don't think there's like that pride in the line of like he's not. I don't think he's wrestling because just money is definitely a factor. No, no, he's no. You know no, what I mean? Like not. there, yeah, there has to be. Wants. Yeah, there has to be that in his head. Like at this point in his career, he's going after people who can like continue to elevate his brand and legacy. And he wants that shot at David. If he goes up and beats David at 86, I feel like the pressure's more on David than Jordan in that regard because that's David's weight. Like, that's his stomping grounds. If it was at 74, I feel like the pressure would be on Jordan because it's at Dave's weight. I feel like the pressure's more at Dave's weight. Like, if Dave wins, everybody's going to be like, well, of course Dave should have won. It's, exactly. it's at 86 kilos. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Because we talk about gambling on this show, Non-biasedly, if you had to set a line, oh. non-biasedly, non-bias. If you had I'll to go, set a line, what would it be? So I was thinking about this, and I'm still gonna go David, but non-bias, I'd give him maybe a point and a half. What about the money line? It's oh, so I tough, no dude. Idea. I've been thinking about it for a week. I can't like put a number on it. I have no idea, and like just because they're both so good and they both win so yeah. much. It's like, you don't see either of these guys lose. Ever. Correct. And if you say like, because the, the Gabe Dean match was close, that would change it. But then I feel like that match could almost be an anomaly where if like, if Dave comes out and just it is like vintage David Taylor beating Yazdani in Iran, like that wouldn't surprise me. You know, it's like, if Jordan pulls up a sock and goes on a tear, you that can't just surprise me. It's like, 
you you can't I don't think you could take one match and be like, oh, he's here now at his wrestling. I think Gabe Dean. No, I agree. I I agree. I think Gabe Dean wrestled a really strategic, smart match and just game planned perfectly and gave him gave himself a real legit chance to win it too. And that's just I think that's just something with David. Next time he maybe take that match a little different, you know, approach wise. But I don't think you can look at that one match and then say, oh, maybe Jordan's going to get him now because David doesn't have all that offense as yeah. before. Nah, it's it's there. It's still there. Yeah, and I don't think that that match lowers David Taylor's stock whatsoever. It just, for somebody who has seen, who has seemed invisible, it kind of, it, it like, is there a shot? You know what you I mean? Can, it's not you like can see it, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's been yeah i mean he's been so untouchable that i'll be honest at that match i thought dave was going to destroy him i didn't think it was even going to be a match like gabe's coming out of retirement too. you know what i mean like i thought so anytime a match like that happens the other thing interesting too the rest of the card i imagine Flo is going to go all out on getting good matches if they can afford it you think they're putting all the money behind those two and then the rest of the matches are going to be? Probably, unless they have a lot more money than they've been, you know, I think saying. this whole, yeah, I think this whole Rockfin, Rockfin thing is like really pushing them. No, it is. I've been watching a lot more flow wrestling. And I was surprised stuff. from a marketing standpoint. I was talking about this with a couple of people. I was surprised that they started, that they announced and started advertising the David Jordan match before the bracket this weekend Mm -hmm. standard flow has been like promote 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 an event the second that's over promote promote the next event they kind of broke tradition and it's like they they got that news out there and kind of broke away from advertising the bracket challenge this weekend to advertise that so you know they were like waiting to get that out there it was it's huge news yeah that's that's one of those things that you kind of you know you stop everything for did you? You got to let everyone know. Yeah. Did and did you watch them in the press conference? No. So I didn't either, and I'm really. I didn't curious even know if, there was one. Yeah, it wasn't well advertised, but I happened to like go through and, and I saw it, and I, I guess it's good and it's bad. It's like it's good that they like really respect each other, so they weren't really talking crap. You almost wonder if there was that animosity, that there would be more interest in it like it's great that they should both respect each other they've both done amazing things but you almost wonder does that take away from the like the hype when they're not like we talked like mma trash talk and that kind of it's like does it take away that they respect each other so much i don't i don't think i don't think so this is a match that you don't really even need that like when you when you look back at i don't know some of like the gigantic like you know, UFC fights, like, uh, there was a ton of, you know, crap talk, but we'll use Connor and Khabib, for example, yeah. like, you know, they were that it got kind of ugly, but you <laughs> didn't, you didn't even need that to sell that. Correct. Like, you know, That's like you true. don't, you don't need trash talk to sell this match, like to sell this match. All you need to do is here it is. Like, yeah, their, their results speak for themselves. And I, I, I can't wait. Like everybody has wanted that match since the moment they, whether it was fake or not, there's a lot of banter back and forth and their trash talk on Twitter. But since the moment it was a possibility, everyone, it's got to easily be 
one of the most anticipated matches. The only one that I think may be more anticipated, and I, I, it doesn't have the same feel, but just like the, is Gilman Lee. For some reason, that just, I hear so much talk about that match. That's not like, that's going to happen at the trials, or it's potentially it going to. So it's There's not, what it, it, it's like Burroughs and Taylor isn't going to happen anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's one time. David Stane, 86, forever. Jordan, 74, forever. This is the one time it's going to happen. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> I, you, I, don't, I don't know. Jordan's been wrestling, what, he's wrestling two matches in a row at 86 now? If Jordan went up away, I, I could see him going 79. Okay. I mean, there's no 79 this year. He's no, not going to go up a weight this year either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If he went up a weight, if he wanted to go 79 for one year, I don't know. I don't know either. I think that he would be 74 until he's done. But yeah, he's wrestling that much up at a higher weight. And – you know, different. speaking of Flo and Rockfin, Flo does Flo is stepping up more and more, and they have the bracket mm-hmm. challenge this weekend. Uh, McKenna's injured, so he's out. Alec Pentelio, yeah, Alec Pentelio is in, which I think he's a great ad. He, I mean, oh, he, he is four and oh at the RTC Cup, like he looked good. No, he's good. I mean, he's one of those guys that's always going to be good, and he brings his A game. Every time he wrestles, he wrestles our guys tough every time. And he's exciting. He can he can pop you from the open pretty well. He's going to be an interesting matchup for a lot of those guys. Did you take a look at the bracket and think about who you think makes it out of the first round? I need to take a better look at it. Um, I, I have my I have my pick for to who's going to win. Who do you think is going to win it? I got J.O., man. I'm leaning that way. I am yeah. too. I think in I think in the quarters, Bajrang beats Lugo. I think Ashnault beats Henderson. I think Jo beats Alec, and I think James beats Bryce. Then I think Jordan mm. beats James. Yeah. I think Bajrang. Depending on how Ashnault wrestles, Ashnault looked really really good at the Pan Ams. But I'll give the edge to Bajrang, and then if it's J.O. Bajrang in the finals, which I think what it could potentially be. But if Ashnall makes the finals, I wouldn't be surprised if he wrestles like Pan Ams. It's just the weight. It, really? It's the yeah. weight. He looked so good at Pan Ams. He looked really, really good at Pan Ams. That's kind of stuck in my head. I didn't see him, but Bajrang, man, you're going to pick Ashnall over Bajrang? No, no. I think Bajrang and J.O. is the final. And I think yes. J.O. beats Bajrang in the finals. I think so. I think so, too. I think that's kind of how I see it playing out. Where can I find this bracket? Bashmania. I just, <laughs> I just posted it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you have it? <laughs> All right. Yeah. And realistically, Lugo can give Bajrang a match in the first round, too. So I, I keep hearing that a little bit. Like, Lugo, yeah. Lugo, Lugo. He's like, tough. He's just he just wrestles tough. He's strong. I don't know why I don't. Fits. I see Bajrang just. I see Bajrang looking very very dominant until the finals, and then Jordan looked really good against the last time, and I think his conditioning just wasn't where it was. And I'm not a wrestling technique guy, and I don't claim to be, but I feel like if Jordan's really been getting that up, then he should be able to beat Bajrang. I, I just. I think. So. I think so too. All right, I'm looking at it right now. 
think I'm going to go Bajrang. I'm going to pick Henderson over Ashnault. And I think really? Henderson's, I think Henderson's, Henderson's wrestling, wrestling great. He's wrestled like 10 times in the last couple of years at, at all these different tournaments. Like he's... And and all the Cornell guys like back him big time. Like you guys are sleeping on Henderson. Yeah, he's good. He's always been good too. Yeah, uh, and that's just that's not a knock on Ashnall at all. He, yeah, Ashnall's great. It's just I think Henderson's wrestling really well. Um, Jo, then James Green. Jo and James Green's gonna be awesome too. I can't I can't wait for that match. I was really oh, looking if, forward if to it, Jo. If it happens, if correct. It happens, correct. If it happens. I, I, J.O. Ashnell, I was really looking forward to, too, because they have really clashing styles, I think, and I think that would have been an amazing match. I think any one of these guys against each other is, like, that's an exciting match. Yeah. Really. Like, there, there isn't one slouch or even, like, Bryce has been wrestling good, too, man. Like, he's been wrestling everywhere. He's been really – he's one of those guys who – I mean, he beat – what? He beat Bo Bartlett. And then he mm-hmm. beat um, beat the Santo. Beat the Santo, like he he beat, beat him up. Yeah, like he's he's been out there. He's and I think too for some of these guys at the weight, like if you know James is committing now to this weight, but still, if he's off the scale and Bryce just comes out on fire, that could exactly. be an interesting match. All these guys really too, like and Bryce is a, Bryce is a tough guy too. Yeah. He, he kind of gets, like, looked past because he's a really good scrambler. But, like, yep. he wrestles hard also. He's going to wrestle hard the entire match. He's one of those guys who could have one of those runs that afterwards, mm-hmm. if he goes on a run and wins something, you're like, well, I knew he could do that. Right. <laughs> like, he's yeah, one of those guys exactly. that wouldn't surprise you for going on a run. Yeah. But with all that being said, I think I'm going to go with uh, J.O. Yeah, I got in the finals. I got I gotta go Jo too. I I love that there's this much wrestling. I hope that they're announcing a next uh-huh. bracket, and I hope you're in it. I, it's been too long since you've been. I on would the like mat. to be in it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how, by the way, I was on the how, mat today. How, uh, everything good? Everything feel like? Oh good yeah, to go? crisp. It's not yeah. too late to wrestle next week. <laughs> crisp. <laughs> it's not too late. It's not. It's not. <laughs> So let me ask you this, because I'm curious on a wrestler's perspective. When you're talking about these bracket challenges that have twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars of prize money on the line, how much does that raise the incentive? Because normally for a wrestler, it's like year-round. All it is is everything's geared specifically towards winning World or Olympic gold. That's it. Everything's like seeding. I need a better seed, or I want to feel this guy because of the trials. How different does it feel for you? to know that as you really get your senior level career going, there's these tournaments start to pop up where it's not just about a world and Olympic medal. Clearly you want to win that, but a twenty twenty five thousand $25,000 payday, like how much does that kind of resonate with you as far as like, let's have some fun. I like it, but I've never even wrestled in an event that had, a cash prize like that. So right. I don't really, I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, but if it's on the say, horizon, like if Flo reached out to you and said, Hey, we're going to do a bracket. We want you like, in. yes, like definitely exciting. I would think that for me, I would have to stay more so focused on the competition at hand or just making sure that I'm prepared yep. and not really kind of lose sight of, you know, why I do the sport. I do the sport because I'm passionate about it because I like to compete and then, the money and everything like that. That's just 
that's just the yeah. side part of it. Yeah, hundred percent. It's one of those things that, like I said, it's not going to change the focus. I, I think for most guys, for some guys, for any time some guys throw, it will change the focus. Yeah, yeah. At any any time you throw in money, you're going to start throwing in people who get a little bit distracted by that. Absolutely. That's par for the course. But it's exciting too to know that so many wrestlers, especially, I know that that the lifestyle. It's, I don't want to say your lifestyle's on hold because there's more money coming into the sport, but you almost know you're going to be living at a certain amount for a couple of years while you train because you're right. sacrificing. Now that you can sacrifice and potentially, if they have a couple different ones of these a year, and I got news. If I don't really have news, but if Flo's doing this, Ooh. I suspect other people are going to start doing it. Right. Well, I can't whoever private party you right you don't matter. like th there's some wealthy donors you don't think titan mm -hmm. Creek, like they just did the rtc cup of flow you don't think they could right. go on track or rockfin you know i know Titan mercury's mindset they want to work with as many people as possible they don't want to give everything to everybody so if titan mercury went on track and said we're going to do a mini us open whatever i i think there's going to be that potential for more money to be made and not that it's going to be i think lavish money but if you wrestlers can start living a little bit more comfortably with some of these paydays while you in that's good for the sport that only makes things more exciting and it helps us it helps us with our training and everything too it yeah. really does if we can make more money it just makes living more comfortable and just things easier yeah everybody knows how stressful finances can be so right. if you're an athlete and you don't have to worry about that that's why it's so it's so crucial when athletes can get that support. You know, I, Mike Machiavello just launched some apparel last week. And first I mean, of all, look, I need to buy some. Yeah. It looked, it looked really cool. And I'm like, I shared it out instantly everywhere. Like guys go support this, go, go, go get some. And he's like, I don't, I don't think that a lot of people understand, like even us, like we buy our like friends merch, mm. you know, like Anthony came out with shirts. Like I'm like, I'm buying one of those. I'm supporting my friend. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to buy some, some mock gear. Yeah. Like I'm going to support my guy. Like people yeah, and, just expect free stuff. No, yeah. I know. And like mock was so thankful that I shared it out. I'm like, bro, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, first of all, the gear is just fresh. Like it's awesome. Oh, yeah. But on top of that, like this is the easiest way people can support you. It, it helps yeah. the brand. It puts money in your pocket. I hope we see more and more of that. And especially as like, as the NCAA name image likeness passes, if people can start kind of getting their feet wet with just the, I think it's such a learning curve when athletes hit the senior level, there's kind of that, I've never really thought about the financial aspect and protecting myself and setting myself up. And if athletes can start thinking about that a little bit earlier, I think it's going to help them when they get to their senior, senior level status where it's like, now you really have to focus on switching things up and you can't even just count on on your stipend from a club like gilman had no. to think outside the box when it's like hey i'm gonna leave them and go to the nlwc you don't want to be so locked into one club or one organization that you're worried like hey i need that money so i can't go explore free agency or something else you know like we built him on website we're potentially going to put some apparel on there like these are things that oh yeah all these who wouldn't buy that i mean but it's like all I, he has this one shirt with like his face on it that I just need. Like I, <laughs> I just need I, it. I think that's a ratio designed one. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, but I see, need like, that shirt. Every athlete, like even you, like we're gonna have to talk when we stop recording about like getting like Thanks. even i don't have anything <laughs> even athletes that don't have an official apparel sponsor putting it out for them i think we need to make it more streamlined like kasar did it he went out he mm -hmm. did like work i think we need to make that more i think we need to make it easier more accessible and at bash illusions we've been trying to i do think that, so like, i think so too because especially like people like me you know like no sponsors reaching out or anything like which that. is it's wild like, you you don't know what to do yeah and we talked about that just after the season, I think. Like, I think this year, you got to a point where the last two to three years where all these companies are taking on so many athletes. And now mm -hmm. everybody's got a big athlete pool. Rudis, Scrap Life, Adidas, Nike. Everybody's got kind of their athletes. And now it's like, it's only sustainable to take on so many athletes at once because it's a lot of money you're paying out even if they're not making what the absolute top guys are making it's a lot of money to pay out but i think there's nothing stopping wrestlers from and this might maybe i started writing these articles on rockman this might be the next one like the process of just saying here's how to go sell apparel without and it, i would it, read it it also takes like <laughs> it you kind of have to front money a little bit in some regards, like if you're buying the apparel, but there's ways mm -hmm. to do it. We're going to talk after this because we All definitely right, need cool. to get some Chenzo merch. Like think we, about we, the I possibilities. Have, so I have some stuff getting like made right now and I have some like ideas, you know, in my brain. Some of them are, I, I have some items right now, not with me. My buddy has them, but we've been, you know, brainstorming, going through some different can stuff. We dis so. Can we disclose what any of them are? No, we just started making some hoodies. Uh, we only got a couple in right now, but they're pretty cool. We're still messing with the design and everything, though. Well, I love the I I love the hustle behind it. Like any wrestler listening, if you're not with an apparel company, like go sell shirts. Like it's such an easy way. Everybody wants to support you. Like that, I get more messages because people know that. Bass Solutions has built and helped maintain the NLWC website for the last like eight years, I think. So people message us like, you, why don't you guys have gear? I'm like, first of all, it's not my decision. Second of all, right. e-commerce like, e functionality is on that's the a pretty, site. That's a pretty nice crew neck you got on there right now. I will so say. I'm <laughs> going to try to make, these are like four or five years old. I want to make some red Perfect. ones. Oh, like dude. invert, like take this mm -hmm. red, make the red and then make it like a white logo or something. Yeah, no, I love it. That's great. That's that's coming soon. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's like NLWC, you know, people want to buy the gear. I was just telling Kale, like the we need, to sell, we need to sell gear. Yeah. And everybody needs to sell gear because it's such an easy way for people to support you. Like if you compete on whatever NLWC card coming up, and you walk out wearing a shirt, that's what people want to go and buy. Right. If you believe in yourself enough to say, like, this is, like, Bash Solutions, this, this is mine. People want, like, I want that. Like, and with wrestlers and athletes, that. it's 10 times more. Like, that's what people want. Speaking of NLWC card, there's one coming up on, I think it's, like, next Tuesday. It is. And I'm shocked that more oh, matches some, haven't been announced. Got, we got some fire coming. So RBY Sterling, which we're going to try to get RBY on in a few minutes. But 
I'm surprised that these matches haven't been announced yet. Like I've been like pushing the event because I so we talked about it last week. Like it's nine ninety nine. Go sign up. I I think it's the easiest way to support the sport right now. There's so many great matches. It really is. What, when are these matches going to be coming announced? Do you know? Are they like like tomorrow? Like I don't. I don't know when exactly? But I'd say by at least Tuesday next week we'll have them announced. <laughs> and we got, we got we got we got we got some good ones just like so same thing with us we go into it i go into a tournament i'm not really looking at who i'm wrestling first i just trust my training and you know trust the trust the process same thing you know you don't know, need to know who's wrestling first just trust trust the process the matches are going to be good yeah it's an interesting thought because i'm curious now now that there's been some events you know what mm-hmm. you're getting you know it's going to be a good event. And no right. matter what, anyways, if you watch the analytics for pay-per-view style events, whether it's on Rockfin or anywhere, the, the new subscribers or, the, or the, the bulk of the buys come at the last minute. Mm-hmm. So it's almost yeah. like you don't have to spend three months, three weeks advertising the event because everybody signs up the last minute anyways. I think a lot of the buildup, though, is what gets people to sign up at the last minute. I know I so. for me, yeah. well, yeah, for, for me, if I'm going to go, you know, buy whatever on Rockfin for a match, even though like I already have an account, so I don't need to go yeah. do that. But if I want to go watch the Wisconsin card, yeah. I would probably just pay for it right before as I'm logging on. See, I feel like when I see a match, I feel like a lot of people – I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like a lot of people, when they hear a match announcement, they make that decision of, is this worth my money? Mm-hmm. I think the storyline helps. I think the storyline helps. I don't think you should just only announce a match. I think it'd be cool to announce a match, then have, like, I love what Gross and Gilman put out. I think they both kind of put it out, like a video of them. Like, that's cool. If somebody's on the edge, that stuff helps, you know, to yes. say, this match is coming up and then you see some highlights. Oh, this is going to be better than I thought. Or, okay, I can't miss this. Like nobody wants the FOMO, right? Like you can't miss that match. I think that's, what do you think is going to happen with RBY match? What do you think the final score is? Um, if it's a freestyle match, then 10-0. Yeah. yeah. Like a couple minutes, but I think they're doing some BJJ too. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to go. I have no idea. Probably not in Roman's favor, but, <laughs> but the, wrestling, to, the wrestling part's going to be all Roman. And I saw some, it was funny, I saw some people, and you know Roman, he's got to troll him, but somebody was like tweeting back, like, oh great, uh, a wrestler versus an MMA guy who wants to see that or something. And he's like, don't watch. I don't think watch. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting to see the crossover and see, like he was, a, Sterling was a great wrestler. It's not like he's just an MMA guy and he wants to try right. wrestling. Like he's wrestled before. Uh, he wrestled right. in college and everything. Yeah, no, he's not a bad wrestler. It's just I don't know if he's Roman. No, Roman's gonna tech him ten nothing. It's just okay. that. That's what I think. I agree. I agree. But but it, I wouldn't pick. I wouldn't pick too many people over Roman anyway. So guys that are full time wrestlers, I really wouldn't pick true. too many over Roman. So. Yeah, if Roman ever loses, it's like he shouldn't have lost that. It's never yeah. like, well, that guy's better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've ne- yeah, I've never watched him lose and was like, ah, he just wasn't wasn't the guy that time. Like, nah, like Roman will get him right. Time. If, and 
speaking of subscribing on Rockfin, there, there's something I want to touch on because I, I signed up last week because I think it's important for this podcast to have a presence there because the wrestling community on Rockfin is growing. So I think it's a great place to create exposure and have your content. And what, what you see a lot happening because of the way the content and the platform is structured is people are trying to steal subscribers from each other, which I think is so yeah. stupid. So it's I think like, it's hilarious. And I think it's hilarious. case in point, Wisconsin RTC put out a tweet like so pumped for, for gross Gilman or no, no, no. Tar Heel wrestling club put out the tweet of Evan wick versus Kenny Mon Kennedy Monday. Subscribe now rockman.com slash Tar Heel wrestling club. And Wisconsin art DC is like, Hey, at least give credit to the author. And this happened back the first time when NWC joined. Tony yeah, Hager and I wrestled, put out like, there's other guys now. too. Yeah. yeah. Tony Ramos did it. There was a ton. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And I don't, if you're not thinking, I understand there's some innocence to it. Not everybody who does it is, is trying to be a jerk. But I don't, I, I disagree. Really? I don't, I don't think you, no innocence to that. Like they were getting subscribers for themselves. Like you, you don't, you don't do that. You don't do that unintentionally. I don't disagree. I just think that people sometimes don't think before they do something. I think that's why you saw a lot of tweets get deleted. I think you saw some tweets get deleted because of backlash. And I think you saw some tweets get deleted because it's like, ah, oh, that's their event. Maybe I'm being like giving them too much credit. It wouldn't surprise you. You are. You're, you're giving, you're giving guys credit, but I, disagree a little bit with that and i don't like i don't think it's the worst thing you could do you know yeah, and what it's like i i think i love that rockman came out with this tipping feature because it's like mm. I, I love the nwc and i want people to support the nwc more than i want to support myself i have no problem going on twitter and saying you know tell everybody listening like go subscribe if you're gonna watch the nwc event go subscribe because whoever you subscribe to is able to monetize the content the most. That said, if you want to go subscribe to Rockfin because you want to watch the NWC event, don't subscribe to me. Subscribe to Rockfin, and if you enjoy this content, you can tip now. Like, and I saw some people like great. reading the article that I put out last week, or a couple of them, and it's like, here's a small tip. Thanks for putting this out. That, that's a great feature by Rockfin to be able to say like, and, and the way Rockfin is structured, per my understanding now, is if you're helping retain users, if your content's being viewed, you're going to get credit for the right, content. And then, and then you'll start to end up getting a portion of whatever. Correct. You know. So if you're paying $10 a month, like it's, go, it's not all just going to... You know, right. If you if you watch an OWC card, it's not just going to that. If you pay $10 a month and watch an OWC card, watch Bashamania. Mania... Yep. whatever then like it ends up over time getting you know dispersed yeah and i i think it goes back to the thing we've talked about which is just support the sport support the people and i loved it when i saw it last week um gwiz was live streaming wrestle-offs and you saw people tipping him for doing it like free content and they're tipping him two dollars ten dollars five dollars like that's great that little that little generosity goes so far, especially within the sport. 
Like that's huge. Wait, so Gwiz was live streaming Wrestle Offs. Yes. He he was getting tipped for that. Yes. Maybe I should do that at Penn State and make some money <laughs> off make some money off our guys. <laughs> I think there's a lot of he was also commentating with him had some value. No, I'm, but I'm just I'm just I'm just joking. No, yeah. but I but I think like that's smart. It, I like mm-hmm. when, when people are doing it tastefully. If if anybody's doing it to try to like siphon money out, you're never going to win in this sport, let alone anything else. But it's like if you provide value, people will reward you. Stop worrying about the dollar and focus on the value. And I think people will reward you for it. And I think you're seeing that with like tipping now. Like for everybody listening, even though Bash Mania is on Rockfin now, like if you if your primary focus is I want to go watch this event, I want to support Penn State, I want to support the Nintendo Wrestling Club, go subscribe under them because it helps that much more. And it's, then watch Bash Mania after. Right, totally. Like then come yeah. back on. I think I'm gonna see, but I think we're gonna put this in video format on Rockfin. If you enjoy it. Tip us. And I'm going to Venmo <laughs> some money, buy him some coffee. Like, oh, yeah. That's all I need, man. Like, if you enjoy it, like, everybody thinks that – I don't know how they think it, but they think that wrestling and media and content is self-sustaining. It's not. Like, it's, it's not. an investment. Like, there's technology. There's resources. There's, there's other – like, for me with Bass Solutions, I pay my team to help me with different things. Like, I can do some of it myself. But I have to pay a team of people to help me. And that comes out of my pocket. And I'm trying to help the sport and do what I can. But the everybody just, if you support your creator, that's all I'll yep. say. Support the creator. One more thing I want to talk about before we try to get RBY on. There was a tweet this weekend that I loved. It was one, if they're, I forgot who tweeted it. Like we wrestled 2020 or something on Twitter. I tweeted, tweeted the tweet. He tweeted, if you had one match to show someone to introduce them to wrestling, get them hooked, what would it be? And my thought instantly, number one was Bo versus Miles, and the number two was you versus Imar. I think you need an NCAA finals match. Mm-hmm. I think you need the 20,000 roaring fans. I like the team implication behind it. And I think those big, those big moments, like for my wife, as she starts getting into wrestling, like I saw some people putting out some, like Tony Rotundo said, Helen Marulis's match against Yoshida. Awesome match. Awesome. Right. But if you don't know the background to that and the crowd wasn't like nearly as into it as like NCAAs, like if that match was on the crowd in front of NCAAs, 100%. But I think, like, that excitement, you feed into it. Like, to see Bo Nickel do the Titanic, when you pin Imar to see yeah. him, like, jump up, that, to me, is, like, yeah. like with my wife, get, like, she's getting so into the sport. That excitement is what people feed off of. What do you think? If you had one match to show somebody, and you can or can't use yourself, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, w- I wouldn't use myself. Th- like, this is actually such a hard topic because I was talking – uh, to someone else about this too and it, it has to be perfect right so the match I was first thinking of which is not not going to be my choice was Yanni and Bryce in the NCAA finals okay because it's an awesome match you know a lot of scoring back and forth a lot of really really good you know wrestling positions yeah. but to someone who doesn't know wrestling they're going to be like what is going on 
that's what somebody said to me, like for the for the bow match, like, but it's short, mm-hmm. like, but that might be the hook. It is because long, it is, yeah, longer content isn't always what you consume to get you hooked. So, like a one minute match with that finish, maybe the match that gets you, like, that perks your ears to like, hey, maybe I want to watch like a full six minute match. Maybe I want to watch so, a duel. So another match that I was thinking of too, which. I mean, I'm going to be biased here because, okay. you know, Penn State guy is uh, Mark Hall and Bo Jordan in rec. Whenever we whenever we had that match against Ohio State in rec uh, the year Jason Nolf was hurt and yep. we had to, you know, kind of come back a little bit. Um, that was an awesome match. If too. I had to pick a duel, by the way, that would 100 percent. That, that's the one. Yeah, I crashed my truck driving home from that. I ever tell you that story? <laughs> No, no, you didn't. I had so so I I was in the tunnel for that match, and I stayed at Kale's house the night before, and he's like, "Do you want to stay spend the night? Just like spend some spend one more night. Don't drive home." And I'm like, "It's fine." It was a Saturday night. I want to get home. Like I like routine, so I had church right. on Sunday. I want to get home, wake up, go to church, go about my Sunday. I I need. I crave my routine. So I'm like on the fence and I told Cal, I'm like, I'll let you know after the duel if I'm going to stay or if I'm just going to drive home. So after that duel, I was so jacked up. I had so much adrenaline. I'm like, between this adrenaline and the Red Bull, I'll be good. And I don't drink Red Bull that often. I drank one. And it's a three and a half hour drive. As soon as the duel is over, I talked to a couple of guys and I left. An you hour and a half. good for like an hour and a half. Correct. Drive. First yeah. hour and a half. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm talking to people. So like people are calling, you're calling people like, can mm-hmm. you believe that? And this and halfway in, I start getting tired. Oh, and yeah. now I'm like starting to close my eyes for like two seconds, three seconds, four seconds. Finally, I'm like an hour from home and I straight fall asleep. And I start going down the ditch in the middle of the expressway and as soon as I felt going off the road, I woke up and I jacked the wheel to the right. And I was actually in a rental truck because the shop had my Tahoe. I'm in a rental truck and the guardrail had like bowed out. You know how every once in a while when you're going down, the guardrails like go out. They don't just stay straight. So the guardrail was like that. As I come up, I slid down the guardrail for like. I think, I think <laughs> your problem was the Red Bull. Yeah, I don't drink Red Bull. I don't know why I did it that day. I I don't know why. And I literally drove home like just like this. <laughs> the rest of the yeah, the rest of the way you're you're freaking. I was you're... fine then. I was I was so like pissed that happened. But that like I have never crashed from so much adrenaline in my life. And the ups and downs like from NATO's match. <laughs> like that duel got started off you did yeah, Carson, Carson Kuhn threw him in the table right and, yeah. and in the end with how it finished like that was a duel from start to finish yeah because Kyle I, Kyle was super flustered yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny now, now that he's an uh, FWC guys at some point I, I can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a but that was a great duel I think I think wrestling as you as as the athlete gets older the fans decrease i think wrestling has more fans at a youth level because so many people participate 
in college, I think is the most watched. So I think you take the mm-hmm. most watched aspect of the sport and you definitely college. That way. Yeah. yeah. There's the reason the relevance declines after college. You have yeah. to fight so hard. It's just because there aren't, there aren't the crazy crowds, just things there aren't nearly as many guys. No. And if you look at athletes. the college fan, the college fan loves to follow their alum their their school mm-hmm. wherever they're an alumni they love to support so like once the once the and i've start, i've really watched this in the last decade at penn state how little some of them will follow over to follow the freestyle events they're just focused like when after ncaa's it's like man i love these guys chenzo's my favorite wrestler in the world and then you graduate and the next year it's like rby RBY. (laughs) i didn't know i didn't need to graduate for everyone to like rby more than me actually uh (laughs) that that just that just happened naturally no i'll so i'll be around town here just state college and stuff and i'm one of the newest club guys so i haven't even been here you know a ton you know super long and I'll just be around town and be like, oh, Vincenzo, still here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, still here. <laughs> well, it, does, it doesn't help, too, that there hasn't been that much wrestling as there normally was. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, if you're competing at the Open, if you're competing at the Trials, if you're doing these things that, like, there's more media around that, it doesn't help when there's no wrestling. Like, that's... Not at all. No, and wrestling's not wrestling's a not a very forgiving sport when it comes to like following the athletes, and I think that's why we emphasize so much supporting athletes because you naturally lose support after college. As soon as you you lose your like college fan base, whoever you don't get to follow you during college, it's so much less likely that they're going to follow you after college if they don't during college. I agree. Yeah. Not much to say about that. No, it, it, it's the truth. Yeah. And I, I try to tell any of these college wrestlers that want to try to set themselves up from a brand standpoint, like engage with your fans now so that you have them with you for your Olympic quest. Because if you don't have them now, getting them in the future is going to be so hard. Yeah. And if you look at a lot of like the top guys, like Jordan, Dave, Kyle, they have big Instagram audiences, but a lot of them are international. So a lot of them are like, I ran. That, okay. That, that does make sense because there's a, there's a lot of them. They have like, David has a ton of followers, even like, even like Bo, like yeah, guys like that. They, and you can go into your demographics and for a lot of the top guys, like number one city in the world for your audience will be Tehran, Iran, which you're, you're, your Instagram audience is still very important. But if a brand wants to go super in depth with you and say, I'm going to give you X amount of money, but I want to see where your top audience is. If you have 200,000 followers, but 160,000 are in Iran, that doesn't help a US based company looking to sell something. Yeah. What's the point? Right. And there there's, there's a lot to be said around brand exposure. And if you have, 200,000 followers and let's just say 160 are international there's a lot to be said around the u.s base that because you're more popular those 40,000 i think are worth more because you have that Mm -hmm. increased engagement and you'll 
you'll just gain more followers too. Yeah, and and a lot of brands, a lot of brands don't care, and I hope they don't listen to this and and start paying attention. <laughs> but like a lot of brands will even say the bigger ones, uh, the way a typical deal will work is they'll pay you X flat fee. We're gonna pay you five hundred dollars to post this, and then we'll give you thirty cents a like, or twenty cents a comment. So they don't necessarily care because they know that if you or I go to Snyder's post and there's 200 comments, they don't care. It looks good. It's brand perception. It's good that there's so much engagement on a post. They don't care if he's in Minnesota or Iran. Even if all, even if all the comments are like King, yeah, blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> they don't care about that either. Right. No, they don't. It's like, <laughs> Also, hey, back to – I know we were talking college matches, but I think David versus Yazdani also is a great match to show someone. Or – That uh, is, if if you're sitting there and telling them, like, this is David Taylor against the number one in the world in Iran, that match is, right. is by far, like, that's uh, – yeah, that's a good one. Great match. You yeah. really can't beat that. No, and the, the only thing is – if you start telling somebody how international the sport is, I do think it's a derogative for the sport because nobody wants to be told like this sport is so great. What time's that match? Like I'm pretty sure that match took place at like 4 a.m. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the only thing negative about the international matches. But anyways, I think RBY is ready for us. Let's get him on here. Roman, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Looks like you're eating a little snack. What do you got there? Oh, I just had practice. You know, we got this thing called Mucho. Just got some Chipotle. Oh, nice. Chipotle. Chipotle sounds good. Very nice. I don't know what we're having nice. for dinner yet, but that sounds good. What's your What's your got, go-to Chipotle order? I just go uh, a burrito, double steak, white rice, guac. That's pretty much it. That's it? Yeah. I'm just saying. What? Chenzo, what's yours? <laughs> All right. So, bowl, no rice. Wow, bold. Bean. Bold move, Norais. I'm from... What'd you guys do? So my, my internet completely lost out. I don't know what just happened. Yeah. Can you tell me again what you said your go-to Chipotle is after I said I can't believe you get no rice? <laughs> okay, yeah. So no rice, extra black beans, chicken, mild, sometimes a little bit of medium salsa, but mild salsa, corn, cheese, guac, oh, and then fajita peppers. That sounds mild more sauce. line. I'm a I'm mild a half sauce. half scoop white rice, black beans, mm. double steak cheese sour cream corn salsa you guys wow. are going double on the meat a lot huh yeah otherwise i don't otherwise i'm hungry in 45 minutes okay i can understand Th that. that's like the even with double steak i'm hungry in two hours if i go normal steak i, I need to eat again in 45 minutes and i hate that you sound like you eat a lot man 
Oh, I do. Have you? <laughs> do you follow me on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five star, five star meals. Yeah. I don't stop cooking. The other day, I made two non pizzas. I was gonna make one for my wife. I ate both. Nice. <laughs> so, Roman, we were just talking about your match, and we also talked about it last week because we love that you trash talk and troll, but you don't do it like negatively. You don't do it to like attack people or be negative you do it because you had fun even like today we were talking about the fact that some kids like who wants to watch a wrestler versus mma guy and you said you don't have to yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no I, I deleted that tweet because i just don't want to entertain like I, I feel like some people just do it i've been noticing a lot of people just uh tweet things just to be relevant so i kind of yeah. like you know what i'm not even gonna give this guy the attention he deserves but like if you're not excited for the match that i think you're missing out so like my point in this is just to cross promotion yeah, and obviously he wanted to do it too. I'm not like, obviously I think I have an advantage in wrestling, but that's not like I'm gonna go out there and I'm not going out there to prove a point. Like obviously I want to win the match, but that's not the point of this. It's just for fun. I didn't plan yeah. on wrestling. I literally told myself into this match, so it's kind of like, why not take in? A lot of people are like, well, why is he wrestling MMA fighter? Uh, why don't they? Uh, some I think some dude tweeted something like NWC uh, doesn't seek out the best or something like that. But like I get my ass kicked every day in the wrestling room. Yeah. I did match like it's a it's covid year i'm not training for olympics it's not like i have anything important ahead no and i think it's a cool i think it's a really cool matchup too because i want to see what he can do wrestling wise you know i'm interested to know so like i think this is an awesome match and like i think this is going to be so good for the nlwc too and then to top it off we're doing three minutes of submissions like i obviously yeah, good I wanna, luck, bro. yeah i want to fight in the future <laughs> you so, you where do you think you rank right now? We we both predicted that we think you're going to win by technical fall, 10-0, in, in the wrestling portion. How do you think you're going to do on the jiu-jitsu side? Well, I think a lot of people don't know, but I hang out and train with a lot of UFC fighters. I train with Gordon Ryan, so I know a little bit. But I really don't know. He, I know he's pretty good. I've watched him a little bit. but uh, And it's not – so if everyone wants to know the rules, it's no ankle locks. So people don't have to worry about us getting hurt. Obviously, he has a big fight coming up in the next couple months. But uh, I don't know what it's going to be like. I, we're going to start on our feet. And, uh, I mean, it's, I'm going to try some crazy stuff because I can land on my back. <laughs> so I'm gonna, definitely going to let it fly and, uh, and just see what happens. You know, I, I'm really interested in jiu-jitsu after college, so I'm excited for it. Do you, do you think you'll last longer than Tony Ramos? <laughs> yeah. That, Dead that, in his grappling match? Yeah, that, he should have knew that. I mean, I've trained with Nicky Ryan, too. You can't – you got to know the leg locks are coming. You got – dude, you got to. Yeah, they're they're you, they're good. Do you want to go MMA 100% after college? You know, I'm around it so much. You know, I train at your showman's. I'm Colton Steinbergos, Jimmy uh, Rivera, all those big names. But uh, I actually think I might try it eventually. <laughs> well, especially, too, like I was thinking about the other day, the fact that Bo's building the top team gym. I think that's going to have a huge influence on guys, at least like with introductions to MMA, because you're trying it more. There's, I think you're going to have a lot of fighters coming in and training there. And I think it's going to open that like door of opportunity. Like I maybe would have not considered this, but. Well, also I think too, like even for guys like me, like with that gym there, it's a good opportunity for us to get our feet wet just to yeah. see if we like it. Exactly. I think that, I think I think if you do like it, you're just gonna take off with it. If you don't, mm -hmm. I think everyone has to try it at least once, especially if you're pretty good at wrestling. You just seen all these wrestlers just take over every weekend. It's like, dang. get hit, getting hit in the face isn't that bad either. 
until you get. Until you get <laughs> I got punched in the face her. one time. I when I was in JV practice, like eighth or ninth grade, I went to like sneak up behind someone, and I like just got an underhook, and he like didn't see it coming at all, and he was in a bad mood and just punched me right in the face. Since then, I don't want to get punched in the face. Like I was pissed, and like it wasn't. This wasn't. This wasn't like a fight where I just, I don't know. I don't want to get punched in the face. I have to get pissed if I'm going to fight someone. The fact that people can just turn it on and beat the hell out of someone and turn it off is wild to me. I still yeah, just I, can't get in that mind. I think I, would, I think I would struggle with that too. Like how do you not make it so personal and you're going to fight someone? It's, I mean, just watching it, it's an art just like wrestling, I think. It is. It's a I little would, more brutal, but yeah, still an art. I'd say so. <laughs> uh, Roman, I want to talk to you. We talked about it last week, Chenzo and I, about your content creation. And I was talking about your blog that you posted where you're, you know, you're, you're doing it for the right reasons. You're not getting distracted, but you're trying to, to capture the relevance you're also having fun. You can't just focus on one thing all day long. Talk to us a little bit about the content you're creating and why you're doing it. Uh, I'm just doing it. Just uh, obviously it grows myself. And then uh, um, I feel like I actually had a talk with Kayla today. Like obviously when you're a college, when you're a college athlete, it's your best time to do it. And it's starting like things are starting to change. You know, I think social media is really going to take over people. Like every, everyone's on social media. Everyone's on their phone every day. So I feel like, I think COVID is probably the best thing that happened to the sport of wrestling at the end of the day. And then uh, with my no a lot of way, people, man. Listen, a lot of people have said that because if you look at the innovation that's happening right now because of COVID, with flow, with rock, with everything going on, a lot of people have said that. Bro, like, like not like maybe not for everyone. I think for a lot like, of people, but, COVID hasn't helped me with wrestling at all. <laughs> no, I'm saying. I think, like, I'm saying with uh with these cards, these cards are never started without COVID. You're you're probably right, but like, I, actually, you, you can't really say that. You never know. Maybe the cards would have started happening e- like either way. But have been in season. I, right? You'd have no time to even worry about the cards, the coaches. Like Burroughs yeah, Taylor, they did say there would that be this, a season. Burroughs Taylor did come out and basically say this was like, hey, we should do something. There's no Olympics. Yeah, I'd, like I'd rather there be an Olympics than oh, 100%. There a, than yeah. there be a Burroughs Taylor card. Like, yeah. I'd, no, I agree. I'd rather I would have rather got to wrestle in March than wrestle Dan Valamont on October. 20th, oh, there was yeah. like you know what I mean. Like it's just yes, I think there's good things that are happening for the sport, but I don't think that it's overall being like yeah, like COVID's great for wrestling. Like it's may, maybe it's helping it grow in the long run, but selfishly i'm gonna disagree yeah i think wrestling made lemonade from lemons with covid i would have never wished covid on the wrestling community but i do think there's a lot of lemonade being made i think you're seeing i think it's been it's been good for senior level wrestling even though i wouldn't have wished this upon the sport i think there's been a lot of good that has come from it yeah and we get to see a lot of cool matchups that we normally wouldn't see too 
Which and that's what why Sterling. <laughs> yeah. I think about growing the sport, honestly, and then uh, I feel like there's a lot more trash talking going on too. Yeah. Did, did you catch the Burroughs <laughs> steak trash talk? That was sick. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff's good. I mean, if you're not out there like, going personal, I think it's all good for the sport and it's all fun, but they got a little cringy in that one. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't understand. So we talked about it last week. It's like the you're reaching a little bit if you're telling Burroughs he's doing something wrong and you're one and eight against him. Like, Dake's a good wrestler, but you got to pick your battles. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. And that's what I do. I don't, I just pick and choose. Oh, yeah. I'll, I saw you say something the other day. You're like, no, like, I'm not trying to get teched. Like, oh, against yeah. Yanni. <laughs> yeah. What makes, you, what makes you think you're going to get teched, though? Like, I, I know you don't actually think that, like, realistically. Like, I know you don't believe I that think in I, your mind. Probably way too big, and he's good, but it's just, I think it's just fun. I want to see people just want to, I don't know. I think people don't think, I think when I'm trolling, people don't, I want to give people the response they don't think I'm going to say. So, like, right. sometimes people are like, if Santa's going to be RBY, I'd be like, yeah, he probably will. It's fine, though. So, like, I literally – I tell them what they don't want to hear, and then yeah, they can't cool. say – Yeah. <laughs> so, you don't actually think Yanni's going to tech you then. You're just telling them what they, what they want to hear, which is – I'm going into the match. I don't care who you are. I'm not – the plan's <laughs> tech. <laughs> no, never. Oh. Are you That's think- interesting, though. Are, are you thinking about that daily when you're thinking about what you're going to post and what you're going to respond to and engage to like trying, cause I imagine you have a good selection of stuff to choose from on what you want to engage with and what you don't like my interactions are so much more limited. So I have, I have a smaller pool of content to choose from on. I ignore some stuff cause I, I on a very small scale, I get what Chenzo and I were just talking about, which is like you see some people that are just trying to provoke the response, trying to provoke the engagement. So I don't want to buy into that. When I get people who I know they tweet me over and over about the same crap and they're just trying to provoke a response, like I don't give into that. But do you do that when you're trying to like select what you engage with? Like what can I have fun with? Yeah, I definitely pick and choose. I definitely pick and choose. But I think uh, I kind of go, I kind of, I just don't fo- slowly focus on wrestling. I mean, uh, the wrestling part's cool and all, but I try to open, I try to get, uh, I try to mess around with everything. I'm not like, I don't know, like wrestling's cool and all, but there's some guys on Twitter that just love it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't even, I'm old, like, I don't know. They're just people who love wrestling t- more than I feel like there's actually love wrestling. It's like the way I, I like would say that is like wrestling to me, it's a passion, but it's not a lifestyle. Not even close. And people yeah. don't. It's a sport. It's a passion. You can be very passionate about it, but it's not like a life or death. There, not there, yeah, that's there so, everyone's so serious about. Yeah I, feel like, yeah, I feel like people just wrestling, 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 wrestling. I'm like. So he, here's another thing that I'll say. Like, so even we'll take that David Gabe D match, for example, but David won. But after that, it's, oh, man, you know, he's not, he's not the same. He's not crushing guys anymore. <laughs> which is but, what we just talked about. <laughs> which, but then freaking you watch the NFL, right, and the Seattle Seahawks lose to the New York Giants, and everyone's like, ah, that's just one bad game. They can still win the Super Bowl. Like, Steelers lose to the Bills. They can still win. <laughs> Steelers lost, yeah, Steelers lost to Washington. <laughs> Buffalo. Uh, they might be done. But... <laughs> You know what I'm saying, though. It's yep. like, it's still a sport. Yep. 
No, I agree. That's a good point. I think because re- because in football you're conditioned to you're going to see someone play 15 times out of 16 in 16 weeks in a row whereas wrestling it's so sporadic like that was Dave's what like third match of 2020 you know so it's like when you see things Maybe. happen less second you, yeah I know he wrestled what at Pan Ams okay and that was March um so it's like what I think when you see something less you're more likely to take it out of context like, I feel like we're taking that David-Gabe match out of context because it was the first time we've seen Dave since March. I'm, I'm not taking it out of context. No, people like me. Oh. <laughs> I just said. You might be, you might be oh, taking yeah. it out of context, but Yeah, like, I'm not. Yeah, like, for me. But here's the other thing. You also see David regularly. You train right. in his garage. Like you see him regularly. So, like, for me, if I'm, not, if I'm someone who's not seeing him regularly, that's the context that's that it's like, right. you know, you're seeing him and you're seeing like I know how wild he is on the bike. Like you're seeing those things and that's in your head. Ooh. Roman, what you think about that bike, man? I mean, at the end of the day, a win is a win. I don't care if it was by one, two, <laughs> overtime. I don't care what anyone say. Like if they're not playing the match, then they have no input at all. I'm not gonna listen to any of them. Roman, no, I said what do you, what do you think about the bike? The bike, man. Oh, right, yo. <laughs> That stuff's different. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very different. That stuff, that training, training lab, you got to be built different for that. I, um, I had one of, I think, the hardest workouts that, like, you know, we've done over the past few months. And then I had right straight from the bike workout, straight bike workout circuit, straight from that to resting, like, 25 minutes alive with Carter. Yeah, and that's he, a, that's homeboy, a, homeboy smelled blood big time as soon as I walked in there yeah, and saw my legs different. were shaking. <laughs> I went with him this morning. I've been rolling jujitsu around with him, messing around. He's I'm a like, beast, yeah, man. Roll for, let's roll for a couple minutes. A couple minutes turns into 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, what you're going to get with him. That's a workout. Roman, last thing here I want to ask you. You know, all these matches are exciting. And we talked about last week how fun it is to see someone like you go out and go after a match. If you had one match like you wanted to make happen tomorrow, who do you think it would be with? I think the money match. All right. So for me, I'm all about growing yep. and content and with money. I think me and Spencer Lee. I'm here I, for it. <laughs> I think, like, I said, listen, I think that's the money match. I'm not calling him out or anything. I don't really care if I wrestle him or not, blah, blah, blah. But like everyone would love to see that match. I'm going to let it fly. And everyone, I, wants, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, are, he's going to, he's going to make you go down to like 57 to wrestle him probably. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, it's probably never going to happen, but like, if you, would you like, cut down to 57 to wrestle him? So, I mean, that's the thing. I'm cleaner. So 57, I've thought about a couple of times, but like, it's like, I'm doing decent at 133 right now. Yeah. I really want to fight. So I really don't know how it's going to affect my body, but I was like 39 today, but so it's kind of iffy to me. But, yeah, I think that matchup, that's the money match. If you want to – I mean, after college, if you want to just make some money, that's what I'm about. That would be a great match. No, yeah. Fantastic match. I'm all for it. Chenzo, what do you think the score outcome of that match is? Um, We going freestyle or folk style? Freestyle. Freestyle. I can see, see like, an uh, an 11-8 type match, like – you know, I think it'll be a good match. You know, I know. I mean, obviously, we get to see him wrestle a lot, 
I mean, I'm not scared of him. I really don't care about his name or what he no, has. Yeah. I'm going to dance around. I'm going to stay open. I'm going to try to take it to deep waters. And, you know. and because that, that, that's like one thing about your wrestling is that over the past, I would say, year and a half, you've gotten super consistent at just getting after guys. And I think that's what's helping you a ton, too. I really he, doesn't he doesn't fear people. Like when you don't respect people, it, to like the degree of where it's like you fear them i think you should respect a good right. wrestler but like you mm -hmm. just said like i'm not scared of him i don't fear him no i think that as from a fan standpoint that seems to be when you guys wrestle the best when you're going out there to have fun and let it fly that seems to be i mean you and i mars the perfect scenario of that like you didn't yeah. go out there scared of who he is or fearful of him you went out there saying i could win this and you won it Right, and I think, you know, I have a lot of respect for that guy, too. Yeah. Like, no yeah. fear. I'm not going to be afraid of anyone. I got respect for all those dudes. And then, I mean, when you got Gilman clubbing you every day. Yeah. Telling you, like, yo, literally in your ear, like, clubbing you, like, this man Gilman, I'm, he's getting ready for his match. He's like, slap me in the face as hard as you can. I just, <laughs> wow. So I was also going to ask you, wrestling with Gilman at practice, take yeah. us through a normal, a normal day of wrestling with Gilman. All right, so first of all, it's not – there's no drooling. We're going 100% the whole time. <laughs> Coach, yeah. Coach Cody has to come over and be like, are we drilling or are we going live? So then Gilman's like, nah, we're just going – and then we got to tone it down for like a couple minutes when then Cody looks pick away. Pick her back up. Just, yeah, we just – yeah, we're just always wrestling, you know, and he's got me a lot better, like, just positionally. I can't – I can't really – like, everything has to – you have to do solid finishes. Can't really scramble. I'm going to hurt myself because he's just so strong and grips on things. So I think it's got to be better. I think I'm getting him better at scrambling and just For sometimes sure, yeah. faster people give him a little hard time, but I'm picking him over Gross this weekend. Oh, uh, this Wednesday though. What do you think the final? Yeah, no, no, be? no doubt, no doubt, right? Um, I think I don't know. I'm gonna go Gilman by at least by five. I think I've wrestled awesome. both of them. Gilman's not gonna, Gilman knows not to get put in those scrambles, and he's just so solid. And it's hard. I don't I mean, think I, he's ever looked better. I think Gilman is at like he's ready for war. Yeah, I think so too. Kudos to me. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he loves his, like, you know, his environment. He's been loving his training and everything. His element of camaraderie of is so good. I, I was just texting him trying to get him on, but he was just saying he was eating dinner. But, like, mm -hmm. his tweet this weekend about when the Hawkeye Wrestling Club tweeted a video from 2018 with him, and he said, use your own athletes to promote your club. Like, and he, he put the line emoji. Freaking. That's the past. That's the past. Thank you for what you did, but now moving on. I think he's just bored. Clearly, you know, he, and I love that. Go ahead, gentle. Yeah, no, he he definitely. It's not like he's like ungrateful or anything like that. He just, you know, the new chapter of his life, and I think that he thinks that they should feel the same way about that. Yeah, and he's in the trenches with you guys, and he feels that. Like, you, know, you look at him and Still he... posting his content. Right. Yeah. He's it's... just one of the guys now. That's it. <laughs> right. Like, I think we talked about this last week where it's like he, you would think he's been a Nittany line for as long as you can remember. Like, he said that, like, I'm, I'm a Nittany line now. That's it. I'm in the trenches with these guys. And you see it. He starts resharing stuff. He's, like, rooting for guys. If an NLWC member is, is doing something, he's posting about it. Like, he's all in. And he, I think he loves the aspect of, like, taking 
a guy like you, Roman, and trying to see how iron can sharpen iron and how he can help you get better. I love seeing that side of him wanting to help others like that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna tell you, we got we're really close. It's one cool dude. Once you once you get to know him on a personal level, we got really tight. Yeah, we same. Talk. Having him on here a bunch and, and having conversations with him, like it, I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago. Like it's hard not to be a Thomas Gilman fan when you get to know him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all I got for you, Roman Chenzo. What about you? Um, let me think here. What should what should we be ready for next Tuesday? Like mm-hmm. as. I'm gonna I'm gonna be spectating also. So like, so you know, what should I be ready for? I'm, uh, you know, I, I got some stuff, but I'm uh, something in my mind. But I'm jumping over. Yeah, you got to right get over, over him at least once. Right over the top, I'm telling you. So okay. he's gonna. I watched some of his wrestling matches. He comes on a knee. I'm ready. To, right over the top, I'm blended fly. Oh, he's wrestling from a knee. Good luck. Bud. I, I saw some of his wrestling matches. <laughs> that and if he does come up the back slow, I got a couple of wind dixies. I'm just gonna. Mm-hmm gonna put on a show you know i'm gonna push the pace and then jujitsu just expect me to go flying everywhere i don't care what happens i'm just oh, oh no way <laughs> we we Dang. can't we can't not talk about the nittany line and get him in here let's see where's this uh hey roman you're cool and all but like gilman what's up dude <laughs> hey what's going on <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we we were just talking about you, and it's like we were texting. Thankfully, you're done with dinner. First of all, how are you, man? I'm doing good. I, I feel bad that you I'm just missed good. what we were saying, but I'm kind of glad you didn't because it, it, it was even more authentic. But we were just talking about how much you're in the trenches with the NLWC guys now and how Roman was just saying, like, you're helping him, he's helping you. They were saying there's not a chance in hell Gross beats you. Like, you're ready for war. What's your mindset right now after, after like, training with guys like RBY and both having that aspect of iron sharpening iron where you're helping him get ready for a match, he's helping you get ready for a match, and you just seem so, like, in tune with the guys right now? I mean, I don't think I need to say much more than what RBY said, really. Um, I mean, training with these guys and being around, you know, the mentality and and just enjoying the sport again, you know, and just uh, – I just don't see how anybody can beat me. You know, I'm having fun. You know, I'm learning a lot. You know, just because you're having fun doesn't mean we're not, we're not working hard. You know, me and RBY, you know, we, we go practice and it's like going live for two hours. So <laughs> we're not getting just, better after that. That's then. what I just heard. Yeah. <laughs> I, think there's a, I think there's a few people at our practices that do that, though. I don't, I don't know if you guys are the only ones or not, but I have a few in mind. Same Carter. part of idea. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Zane. Zane. Zane doesn't have an Same off switch. Thing. No, he doesn't. I was watching him wrestle uh, one of the younger guys today. Not not super good. Just freaking <laughs> getting after him the, you know, in his face the whole time. I felt a little bad, but it was fun for me to watch. That's how those guys get good, though. You know, cut your teeth. Have you guys like Zane, you know. Like, it builds your confidence, too. You know, you go through a practice with Zane. Yeah, you might, you know, you get whooped up on, but if you get a couple scores, you know, that's it's a big deal. You know, there's not a lot of guys that score on Zane. And I know and for, for you. the next time. 
Yeah, and I know for you, you had issues where maybe Spencer wouldn't wrestle you or you couldn't wrestle everybody you wanted to whenever you want. Has that changed now? Like, you have guys like Rome and Zane who just want it 24-7. Have you felt that difference? Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone just wants to get better, you know, and to get better, you got to wrestle the best guys. You know, Roman, he's going to get you – know, he's already gotten a lot better. You know, he gives me a lot of credit, but I don't know how much credit I can take. You know, there's a, a lot of good coaches here. You know, maybe I'm just like a, a good liaison. You know, I bring a little bit different mentality and, and skill set to the table. Um, but, yeah, guys like Roman, you know, they're always asking me to go. It's kind of like, man, we can only go so much. <laughs> Does it ever get tiring or every single time you're like, I want it, even if you can only go so much? Like, I, I know that every ounce is going to make me better. Oh, yeah, you always want it, you know, especially if a guy, Got young guy, you know, he wants to scrap. You know, you're always going to scrap. And you want to help them get better too. Like you, That's what you I really, was just really saying. Do. Yeah. You I love, love watching the younger guys that you work with. Just keep helping get better. Um, so Roman just said that he thinks it would be cool if he got to wrestle Spencer Lee on a card. Now. If, if or, Roman could wrestle Spencer Lee? If Roman could wrestle Spencer. Now, would you guys want to have like a wrestle off for that first? <laughs> for, for the chant, for the opportunity to wrestle spencer lee i'll, I'll give it to him if he wears the gilman singlet okay <laughs> that's fair right i think so psychological warfare too yeah so spencer wrestling roman in a gilman singlet i'm going with roman in the gilman singlet i'm here time. for it <laughs> yeah a little you know, combination I, mm. I have a gilman single on next week there we go rocking oh, wow. hey, i love that Gil Gilman, what about your singlet from? Was that the first event? The the Rutherford one? Yeah, you had a nice custom Rutherford singlet. They like that's slapped the one, a piece of tape Roman over it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, that's like double power. Tell, all right, so I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell everybody. Okay. So I got like these singlets from Scrap Life, and they're like rushed, you know. So they probably just had like old Zane Rutherford singlets laying around, and they literally just put like a little patch over zane's name over rutherford and the, the new patch said gilman so i got him in the mail and i was like this looks weird about that and i held it up to the light you hold it up just right to the light you can see rutherford behind gilman so it's like double power singlet so at the nwc we're really big into recycling and reusing yeah. and we're just eco-friendly very progressive so, yeah so, why we do things like Thomas, that. and first of all, for everybody listening, go subscribe to rockfin.com slash Wisconsin RTC for this match. Gross Gilman. But never is... again after that. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> go, go subscribe to that for that duel, but then go tip the NLWC in Gilman's name. There you go. So, for your match against Gross, what is your perspective going into it? Um, I'm excited. I mean, he's the best opponent that, I, that I've had. Um, so I'm excited. It adds another level to the game and another level of getting ready. And I'm just ready to go. You know, he, he's a, he's a good wrestler. He's got some tricks and, and things, and he's very unorthodox and kind of lets guys in on his legs. I want to be there on his legs. So, yep. um, I imagine there's gonna be a lot going on. So I'm real excited. Just kind of see. Were you see eager? Where we're, at. were you eager to compete when you got that call? Because I had him on here, and he was saying, "Like, I want to wrestle. I just want to keep wrestling." So you know, yeah. NLWC has a lot of good guys. You know, whether it's Gilman, RBY, Nick Lee, like, there's a lot of good guys. And within like a half hour after we got done doing the podcast, he's like, 
yes, Gilman's coming. Like, were you, as soon as you got that call, like, I want to go wrestle? Yeah, so Coach Kale texted me, and he's like, do you want to wrestle girls? And I said, yeah. Just tell me what weight and where, and, and we'll make it happen. I love that. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I love that mentality that he's got. Yeah. You know, I'm the same way. I just want to wrestle, you know. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, a lot of people say they want to wrestle, but they don't. You know, I've reached out yeah. to multiple people or uh, via Coach Kale and, the, and Coach Cody, but, um, you know, they just don't want to wrestle. Whether it's an ego thing, like they don't want to promote Nittany Line Wrestling Club or whatever, but uh, that kind of comes full circle too. I mean, I think everyone's sitting here, let's grow the sport, but then you don't want to wrestle just because it's on this card. I don't care if it's on Wisconsin RTC or, or whatever, you know, I just want to wrestle and we're going to promote the sport that way. We're going to do it together. We're not going to do it by being divisive and saying, Oh, well, I'm not going to support them. He's like, screw that. You know, even like the hockey wrestling club had that thing on, on track wrestling. Was it expensive? Yeah. Did I buy it? Yeah. Why? Well, there are a couple of good matches on there that I want to see and you're, you're growing the sport. You know, I, do I want to support the hockey wrestling club? Absolutely yeah. not. But it's yeah. not about that. It's about speaking of, growing the sport and, and just tuning. If you if you want to if you want to watch it, pay for it. Yeah. You know, it's speaking not about of, speaking of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club because we were just talking about that. You tweeted out yesterday, and I loved it. Hey guys, why don't you go promote your own athletes to grow the organization, the club? Yeah, that that, that really kind of irritated me and offended me because you know I'm, you know they were good to me. My, my time there was good. You know, but it was time for me to move on. I moved on. And like you said, I'm in the trenches here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Nittany Lion now, you know. So, um, anyway, it was through the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. It wasn't University of Iowa, you yeah. know, promoting that. If it was University of Iowa, that's different. But it's the Hawkeye Wrestling that Club. That was a lot of the comments I saw, too, was yeah. like a lot of the comments were like, you know, well, he gave Tony Ramos crap or, you know, he's always going to be a Hawkeye to me. And that was my, my mindset from a marketing standpoint was, well, time out. Because the University of Iowa wasn't saying, hey, our graduate and alumni, Thomas Gilman. It was like you said, the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, promoting the Hawkeye Wrestling Club with Gilman right. content from like 2018 or something. And, and to, in a broader sense, you know, that just kind of shows how much um, or how little content they have and how unmarketable that their guys are. They have no guys that are marketable. So why do they have to go – back to 2018 was something I said in a truck to promote their program. That makes no sense. It's a valid point. You have, you have no, you have no, who? you have nobody there that, that, that you can market. Who are their mar- most Well, you can try, guys. but they're not marketable. They're I'm trying to college think. guys really, right? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, they're all I mean, college who, guys. Who, what are they going to put something on Spencer Lee up? They're going to post Spencer Lee saying it's the same old song and dance. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the. He's boring. No one wants to listen to him. <laughs> That's fair. I, I think that too, you're starting to see like the, the NLWC has so many athletes that are also pushing the NLWC. You don't see a lot of the Hawkeye wrestling club athletes pushing the Hawkeye wrestling club. I think we just, push each other NOWC athletes way more so than Hawkeye wrestling club. They don't yeah. really help each other out. You know, Gilman posts something I'm reposting it. Cause that's my yeah. guy. I want everyone to see everyone. I want everyone to yeah. get his stuff, you know, like that's just the way it is. And Gilman said yeah, that to me, the- you said that as soon as you came on this podcast, 
about going to NWC. You said, I want to be on a team. I want to be a part of something where I'm in the trenches with my guys. I want to be on a team. I want to be going to war. You need that general. You need those teammates. And, and it's refreshing, especially after you told me that, because I would have never thought about that. It's refreshing to see that now as I see you, a guy who's even new to social media, resharing content as soon as it's out about your teammates. Like, RBY's got a match. You're sharing it instantly. Not because someone's telling you to, because you can tell the, the genuine sense of, this is one of my guys. He's going to battle. Go watch. Right. You know, you, you got you to gotta support your guys. You know, we're in there day in and day out, multiple times a day, you know, helping each other out. So we got to help each other out, you know, with, with our brands too. You know, it's not, it's not about me, you know, it's not about necessarily RBY or Chinzo. It's about the collective, the whole, you know, yeah. and the more we can help each other out and help out the whole, the better we are individually as well. Yeah. So th there's a certain amount of, um, yeah. you got to put your ego aside a little bit, you know, it's hard to promote RBY because he does such a good job promoting himself. You know, he makes me look bad <laughs> a lot, but, you know, he's got that. RBY is pretty good at promoting RBY. No, yeah. people say that. Like, a lot of people say that I'm good at it, but, like, people don't understand that I have a passion for it. Like, I take the time away to do it. Like, you do, get, yeah. Yeah, when I get out of college, like, I want to be able to help people or teams. Like, that I, That can be a job I want to take. So, people think, oh, you're good at it, but, like, I actually put time and effort in it outside of, obviously, yep. training school. But I actually love that stuff, so yeah no and like i i probably follow like quite a few instagram accounts just from you helping like you're like boys and stuff like that like that like that's what i mean that's what that's what it's all about really like just like for you like roman like spread the content like spread the love pretty much just like help everyone out like i think what you do is pretty cool yeah speaking of that friday got a day in the life coming it's gonna be fun on youtube nice what give us a little teaser? What do you got in it? Oh, uh, I mean, I'm wrestling Sterling, you know, so gotta grow my brand, so I'm gonna milk his name as much as I can. Uh, <laughs> just get a little day, just get a little day in the life, you know, just like me waking up, going to practice, and playing a UFC game, and I'm 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 gonna fight against him in the UFC game. Just get that all on film. Just you know, people people want to see what goes on behind the scenes. Yep. Everyone, everyone, everyone. Some, I'm not interested, but yeah, <laughs> you'll repost it though. Yeah, I'll, repost yo, yo. I'll, I'll repost it. I'll watch, repost. I'll smash that subscribe button. Yeah, it's on YouTube, right? So everybody listening, go subscribe to Roman's YouTube channel. I'll yeah, link just, it in this video. Yeah. All right, boys. Any final words before I let you all go? No, thanks for having me. Yeah. Always. Oh. Go subscribe. Rockfin.com slash NLWC. I got three NLWC guys on here. So go subscribe to them. If you subscribe to the NWC Rockman channel, you're literally supporting these guys. So don't be cheap. It's $9.99. It's two cups of coffee. And it Thomas Gilman bought out. the Hawkeye Rack Club card. Think about that. Right. So, like, it's not that hard. Ten bucks a month. And, It'll and really some great content. The Ninny Line Wrestling Club, I mean, we're putting out the best content, not just, Without a doubt. you know, with, with our brands and like guys like Roman doing his thing, you know, people love to see that, but just the cards, you know, I mean, we have the best guys. It's undeniable. And we have the best guys here training and we have the best guys competing on our card. So yeah. if you want to watch good wrestling, put your ego aside and subscribe and tune in. It's simple as that. And at this point, if you haven't subscribed yet, 
you get even bonus because you get to go back and watch the other matches. So if you subscribe for the duel coming up, you get to go back and watch all the other matches coming up or all the other matches that have happened rather. So no brainer. All right, guys, I appreciate all of you. I'm sure I will talk to you all soon. Thank you for coming on. And yeah, look forward really to tuning in. Listed right now is Roman, but we got some fireworks coming. The for bangers. Next. You ready? For sure. Yeah, we got some fireworks coming. Yeah, I just, I literally just texted Kale. Can you post these other announcements, please? <laughs> yeah, I'll get it. I'm like, kind of going slow on these. You got to get people tuned in for these. I don't know if it's methodical because nothing Kale does is without some kind of rationale. So I don't know if there's a reason to it that nobody knows but him or if he's testing something. But I'm like, come on, let's post it. Yeah, there's going to be some good ones. Awesome. All right, guys. Catch you later. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at JBash on Instagram and at JustinJBash on Twitter. I'll be back with another episode shortly. See ya. And the beat goes on.